there's a very cryptic Pasuk in this week's parasha, which doesn't seem to fit into anything, and it isn't even clear what it's coming to tell us, but Rashi says some amazing pshatim in the, each word in that Pasuk, and uh, there's a lot to learn from that Pasuk. So right after Hashem and Moshe discuss, the very beginning of the parasha, they discuss, Lama Hari Lama why did you send me, the things just got worse, and then what point is there sending me, that, uh, even Pari, uh, even Klal Yisrael didn't listen to me, for sure Pari won't listen to me, so that's the first paragraph, so to speak, the first parasha in the Torah. Then, after that, the Torah then launches into a <clears throat> detailed explanation of Moshe Rabbeinu's Yichus. Uh, it goes through uh, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Amram, Yechavet, everybody. It says the whole Yichus. And then it starts the rest of the parasha with the Makis. But in between those two things, there's one Pasuk. And the Pasuk says, Hashem spoke to Moshe and Aram, and Hashem commanded them on Bnei Yisrael, and on Parai Malchutraim, to take Kal Yisrael out of Eretz Mitzrayim. That's it. That's all the Pasuk says. This Pasuk has no connection to what's going on before. It has no connection to what happens afterwards. And it says, Hashem commanded Moshe and Aaron to, about Bnei Yisrael, about Parai, to take, uh, to take Kal Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. What, what does Pasuk come to say? What does it mean? What do they want to know about Parai? What did he command them about, about, about Bnei Yisrael? So Rashi brings two amazing Midrashim. One about Kal Yisrael and one about Parai. Rashi says, Hashem commanded them about Bnei Yisrael. What did he command them? Rashi says, To lead them calmly and to have patience for them. Now this was the first direct command that Moshe Rabbeinu was given by Hashem to be the leader of Kal Yisrael. He was told in the Midbar, go to Mitzrayim, tell, show them these, uh, these signs, tell Pare this. He was not appointed the leader of Klai Yisrael yet. This is when Moshe Rabbeinu was appointed the leader of Klai Yisrael. By Yitzavim of Bnei Yisrael, you command, you, he was appointed the leader. Now what's directive numero uno that Hashem gives him? You're the leader of Klai Yisrael, you know what you need to know? Be calm and be patient. <laughs> That's number one rule. And that's all Hashem tells them. That's all they need to know at that point. And it seems like that's all they need to know ever when leading. And this obviously f- filters down to every le- level of leadership, starting from a person in their own household to every level of leadership teaching wherever you are in your community. Uh, that's not, that is the main rule. Be calm, stay calm, and, and be patient. The next, the next Medrash explains... Uh, what Hashem commanded about Parai, and it's equally amazing. It says, Tzivam alav They were commanded to give him, accord him uh, respect when speaking to him. They were commanded to accord him respect when speaking to Parai. Why should they give respect to Parai? I mean, what respect did he deserve? He was a cruel, inhuman king. He just murdered thousands of innocent babies in the many cruel ways besides just throwing them to Nal, drowning, drowning them in front of their parents, squeezing them into the wall, and he had oppressed an entire nation, tortured them. He just raised the bar to a whole new level of affliction, refusing them straw, and he denies Hashem's existence, and he's unrepentant. Why does he deserve any respect? They should have humiliated him to the greatest degree possible. Now, there are a few approaches to this in this farm, and each one is an important lesson. I saw quoted from Rav Nassim Vachtvogel Zatzal, who was the former mashgiach of uh, Lakewood Yeshiva. He opened Lakewood Yeshiva together with her Baron Cutler. It's quoted in a sefer called Machsef HaLavan. He says that the reason why Hashem accorded Pari respect was all part of the greater approach that Hashem took with Pari and indeed takes with all of us. Moshe and Aaron were commanding Pari to let Klal Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, but they weren't forcing him. 
Hashem could have simply taken Klal Yisrael out of Mitzrayim with as many miracles as he would like, right? Hashem could have done a uh, back-to-back, Dam Akinim Arev, wiped out the Mitzrayim, all those Nifloi Oisai, all those Nisim could have happened, and then just leave, right? But there was this whole back and forth, there was this constant asking Paray, he says no, there's the Maka, he says yes, he says no again, back, forth, back, forth, there's this constant back going back and forth. What was Hashem doing? Hashem was allowing him to make the most basic human error, that we are in control. He continuously allowed him to think that. And even when Hashem was demonstrating the greatest miracles of history, openly and decisively, Pari still had that Bechira to say no. And, and um, he, he always allows human beings the ability to choose. So to do so, Hashem had to give Paroi the semblance of a king who ruled over Klal Yisrael. So he, commi- he commanded Moshe and Aaron that you have to address him with, with respect as a king. That's the way this is going to go down. He's going to be the king. We're going to ask him. He's going to have to let. We're going to see to it that he lets. But it's going, that's how it's going to work until he finally is forced to admit Hashem HaTadik. God is king, not me. But that was the way it had to work. And Hashem worked it through with Pare, so to speak, in that way. Now, th- this really goes a step deeper. And it's important for us to realize this in respect to the, all the parashiyas that we're, we're learning here. This was not a farce. Hashem was truly giving Pare the opportunity to repent and to change and to accept Hashem's dominion. The fact that Hashem gave Pare this opportunity was clearly as important as Yitzhiya Mitzrayim itself because it's the, that's the whole story of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Pare saying, no, the Makis back, forth, back, forth. This seems to be as much of a major role in the whole Yitzhiya Mitzrayim as the fact that Pare is continuously being given chances. Chances to do tshuva, chances to let Klai Yisrael, chances to accept Hashem and stop getting punished. Now Hashem knew that he wouldn't and Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that he won't. But Hashem knows the future, but it doesn't stop him from giving a person a chance. And Hashem leveled the playing field. He gave him the ability to be, he hardened his heart so that he just wouldn't get wiped out by the Makis. But it was all just for the sake of giving Pari the ability to truly repent. He, it was a real thing. It was a message to all of us that this is what Hashem always does. He gives you the ability. He doesn't give up on you and he doesn't throw you away, no matter how bad you are. And it was 100% genuine. He was giving an authentic chance. And that being the case, it was integral that he was accorded honor and respect. Because if Maishu Rabbeinu would yell at him and command and scream and, and, and not address him with respect, of course he's not going to listen. That wouldn't be considered being given him, giving him a fair chance. And that's such an important point. If we yell and demand and scream at a person, there's absolutely no possibility of them listening. Zero. And the same breath, so to speak, that Hashem commanded Moshe Rabbeinu to be calm and patient with Klal Yisrael, even, even though it was very frustrating. Klal Yisrael saw Nisim, they saw Hashem loves them, they still continue to doubt. Hashem still commands Moshe Rabbeinu to be patient. You want them to change, you want them to accept, you have to be patient. You can't force them, you can't yell at them, you can't scream at them. Lead them with patience, lead them calmly. The same breath, Hashem says, parry the same thing, we want to give him an opportunity to do tshuva, you have to give him respect, you have to give him honor. Otherwise, it's not considered we gave him a fair chance. There is a fascinating exception. I'll finish with that. This, this is a question that actually bothered me for quite a while. We find that 
when Hashem gives Moshe the first directive to tell Paray about Makas Dam, Hashem tells him, this is very, very well known, go to Paray in the morning, he's going out to the Nile River, and stand across from him, as fast as you are, on the edge of the Nile River. So what was Paray doing there, and why was he going in the morning? He's a well-known Medrash, Rashi brings it, Paray passed himself off as a god. Gods don't need to go to the bathroom. That's a human weakness. So he did it. But in the morning, early in the morning, hoping nobody would see him, he would go into the Nile River and he would relieve himself that way. So Hashem sent Moshe Rabbeinu to confront him there and the Nile River while he was in the middle of trying to pass himself off to hide the fact that he actually is a human being. Now, that's very humiliating, right? Hashem here was setting this up to be the most humiliating for Pari possible. He's in the process of going to the bathroom, uh, keeping his, his greatest secret that he really is a god, he's really not a god. And, um, and here Hashem is confronting him openly. But not only that, it's even more than that. There's a Gemara in Zvachim, uh, it quotes that Rishlokish said that we need across it, the language the Pasuk uses, which is a little redundant. He stand there across from him. Nitzavta is like, by Dasan and Viram, it says the same language. Nitzavim, they stack understanding means approach him with chutzpah. It says, Rasha hu heizbai. He's a Rasha. Be chutzpedik to him. Don't give him any respect. Speak to him like a Rasha. Now, what's going on? Before, by Yitzhavim of Bnei Yisrael, they were commanded, Yitzhavim of Paris, they were commanded to give him respect. And over here, they were told to uh, humiliate him openly where he's going, with the place where you meet him, and speak to him disrespectfully. So this sefer is a sefer called Hamel Tzbe Noisem. It's a, it's a, it's a contemporary sefer. It's written by Rutsi Fishbane of Chicago, a very, very well-known person in, in Kashrus for many, many years. Uh, he runs Akko. He's um, head of the Sheikhtim. He's, he's very, very well-known in Kashrus, but he has a sefer on Chumash. And over there he says an idea, which I'm going to put in my own words, but this is, this is what he inspired me too. He said, yeah, it's true. If Pari acts like a king, then we give him respect as a king. But Hashem never humiliates a person. People humiliate themselves. He says Paroi was was pulling off a pathetic a pathetic fraud. He was being dishonest with everyone, including himself. He was passing himself off for something he wasn't, and then he's being forced to hide his lie. And when he goes to relieve himself, he was actively humiliating himself. Well, what are you doing? <laughs> you're pathetic. You're looking to, 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 to get something that you're not. You're the most powerful person in the world, and you need to pass yourself off as a god as well. So when Hashem didn't humiliate him, it was humiliation that was in the process of happening. When you're acting that way, you aren't accorded any respect. You don't deserve it. You removed it from yourself. That's why in that situation, Moshe Rabbeinu had no obligation to address him with respect. On the contrary, he had to point out to him, look what you're doing to yourself. This is the way you're acting. This is who you are. In, uh, when he is in the king, in his palace, and acting like a king, then he had to accord him respect. When a person humiliates themselves, Hashem goes, plays, plays along. So Hashem always gives a person a chance. Hashem always acts with, with kindness and calmness and with, with love. HaKadosh Baruch will give a person like Pari a chance and, a person, and he'll address Pari with respect, but not if he humiliates himself. Have a, a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.